Hey, real quick, in business, you need to send invoices, right? These are records that keep track of payments owed to you for services and products that you share and offer, right? So if you're a consultant, coach, you do any billing of any kind, you need to send invoices. And unfortunately, not all invoices are created equal. Now, as a business owner, one of the most important things you can do is to get paid and, of course, get paid on time. And this is important for both life and businesses. It's not all about the money, of course, but you know that's what allows us to keep doing more work, to serve more people, and do what we love. And this is why I absolutely am in love with FreshBooks, because they recognize this. They design their invoices, their programming, their accounting software to help us get paid and get paid as easy as possible. So with FreshBooks, you can create customized and send branded professional-looking invoices in literally less than 30 seconds. They allow for online payments directly through invoices, which is really handy. You won't have to worry about awkward conversations, and you can let FreshBooks automatic late payment emails do all the chasing for you in case you don't get paid on time. And best of all, if you're in the U.S., you can take advantage of their new ACH payment option, which allows for fast, secure payments. On top of all that, they have affordable plans starting at just $15 per month. That's literally like a headache reliever right there for accounting stuff. Uh, A small price for what you'll get back in return. So for a limited time offer, only for this show, 50% off your first three months when you upgrade to get a paid plan. So go to freshbooks.com slash askpat and enter Ask Pat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's freshbooks.com slash askpat for 50% off your first three months. Go, you're not gonna be disappointed, promise. What's up everybody, Pat Flynn here and welcome to episode 1110, that's a lot of numbers, of Ask Pat 2.0. This is a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we are speaking with Betty from mombright.com, that's B-R-I-T-E. She is a mom blogger who has done a great job over the years of building an audience there, getting really good Google keyword research and keyword rankings for certain terms. And she's building her business and she wants to scale up and knows that she needs some support. And what she's looking for advice on about today is related to getting guest writers to come in, but The worry is, well, how do I get them to make sure that they uphold the standard that I want? They're experts in their own right, but I also know that, um, you know, there's certain things related to Google and plus just tone that matter. So all things related to having other people come into your brand to start filling it out, scaling it up, and how do we do it gracefully? How how do we do it uh, with sensitivity to the audience that we've built just ourselves uh, at first and all that sort of stuff. So a lot of stuff going on today, but let's dive right in. Here is Betty from mombright.com. Hey, Betty, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this will be a lot of fun. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Sure. So my name is Betty Boyron. I'm a mom of two, ages three and five, and I live in sunny SoCal. I'm a mom blogger, and I actually started blogging in 2017 under a different name, but I recently rebranded May of this year to mombright.com. That's M-O-M-B-R-I-T-E.com. And I think pretty typical mom blogger, I write about any topic that fall under motherhood. So from pregnancy to breastfeeding to parenting and kids activities. That's awesome. And, and how long are you, have you been doing that for? Uh, 2017. That's so cool. Awesome. So along those lines, like what's on your mind? How can I help you? So the reason that I rebranded is because I want to take the blog a slightly different direction. 
So instead of writing about what I know, I want to cover a broad range, like a really broad range of motherhood topics mm. and make MomBright like a one-stop shop for moms. But with especially with the new Google update, the um, emphasis they place on the eat, the authority part of it, yep. I want to now a sub-guest post onto my site because I don't have the authority. I'm a mom. I'm not a medical um, professional. So I feel like there's topics that I need professionals to write about. So opening guest posts, I just feel like what happened if the guest posts are not consistent with my voice? People come to my site and get confused. Like, why is this writing so different than how Betty usually writes? So how do I deal with that incoherence? Yeah, I mean, we've struggled with that a little bit on our end as well. So we um, have had guest posts in the past, and it is something to worry about. So I, I, I just, number one, just great job just being aware of that because sometimes we see on a lot of blogs, people just accept everything, you know, and they put it on there and it just it just kind of dilutes the power of the brand. And I think keeping it to your level of standard, to your voice is is really important. But also understanding that this, like, even though it's on your website, um, if you are opening it up for guest posts, you do have a little bit of wiggle room in terms of your voice and how that shows up. I think the most important thing is it just it fills your values and it also serves your audience in the way that you want them to be served. Tailoring them to your voice doesn't have to happen because you'll be very open with, with the fact that it's somebody else, right? That's what you mean about guest posts, right? Like you're not hiring writers and then putting your name on it. No. Uh, so, so far I have been reaching out to, for example, like sleep consultants who could write about how to get baby to sleep better or breastfeeding consultants who write about breastfeeding. Okay. And, and they're, you're hoping that they will provide the article for your website. Correct. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. And so that, like I said, that way you don't necessarily need to have it quote in your voice, but I think if mm-hmm. it, if you have specific rules or specific values that you could share with a guest post writer before they even begin to write, just so that they know the level of care that you have and the ultimate goals that you would want to come out of that guest post, then I mm-hmm. think that, that would be very helpful. So one thing that we've done is we've developed a page on our website, or I think it's actually, it might even be a PDF at this point, but something that we, when we reach out to somebody who's interested in doing a guest post, or uh, we ask somebody to do a guest post, we give them those guidelines to mm-hmm. say, you know, hey, this is how we would love for you to not just structure the post. Usually it's structured with making sure that the opening is very clear. There's a hook. There's a reason to keep reading. There's very clear stories being told, things like that. But more than that, it's just here's who we serve. Here's what they need help with. Here's how we love to help them. And here's how we think you can, you can you know, add to that. Does, does that make sense in terms of like, like guidelines for people? Yes, I understand. So, so that, that's really key. And the, the struggle is, even though you might give that to somebody, you're going to get back something that's probably not going to be perfect right from mm-hmm. the start. So mm-hmm. there, there is a lot of back and forth required, especially if you have those guidelines, to get to that point because people write in their own style and it's not always going to fit. So allowing yourself time to offer feedback to whether it's you or somebody else have like an editor or, or, or a copy editor to, to kind of go, hey, this is what we like. This is what we don't like. Can you change it? The struggle is sometimes people don't have time to make those changes and, and the timing of this, the post. So scheduling it way ahead of time is going to be really important as well. I would give it at least like a month in, in advance to make a room for any changes that are made. And, and, and that's the hard thing. I think, I think you could potentially help yourself by 
finding people who are writing in a style that you like on another mm-hmm. website already. You can kind of cut a lot of the, well, I don't know if this person's a good writer or not out of it. So that's one thing. And the other solution that I've heard done before, and this I'm just sharing this as an idea, it doesn't have to be this way, is that you could potentially hire, if you have a, an editor of your own or, or you want to edit on your own, you could potentially have an expert, like a sleep expert, for example. You could basically interview them mm-hmm. and you could take those answers and structure that into a blog post that is your style, that is your voice, but it, it, is, it actually comes from, from their, uh, the interview um, that you did. So it's almost kind of like you're ghostwriting for them. And that way you mm-hmm. have a little bit more control, but that takes the most time because taking somebody's audio... The benefit to them is they just have to speak it. They don't have to sit down and write it. So you get those changes a little faster. You get the deliverable much faster, but then it's on you to kind of make those changes. And, you know, that, that's a lot of time. And I don't, I don't know if you'd want to do that. Well, if we go that route, as far as in Google's eyes, would that be the same as somebody writing it who's a medical professional? In Google's eyes, it would be the same because it would okay. ultimately end up as text on your, on your blog. So in Google's eyes, it, it would remain the same. But again, it would require you to take their words that were transcribed and then mm-hmm. put them in a nice flowing blog post, which is often pretty challenging because sometimes we speak differently than, than we write and, and, and consume and read. So that, that's the big challenge there. But how many guest post submissions are you looking to do? It sounds like with where you want it to go, you want it to be quite a bit if you're going to kind of be the, the all-in-one location. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm struggling with that, honestly. I I don't know if I want to, because I'm going up against like really big blogs now, like parenting, parents.com. You know, right now it's just me. I don't have a team. So I don't know Mm. if I want to go that far. But at the same time, I feel like what's the point of me writing something about breastfeeding when my readers probably rather hear it from a professional? Well, I mean, I I could push back on that a little bit. I mean, I think that people, Betsy, would want to just get to know or Betty uh, would want to get to know you because they have followed you for something and they, they like you and they've gotten to know you and they're feeling like there's a relationship being built there online. I think that, you know, the, the funny thing is not everybody needs or wants to hear from the ultimate expert. Sometimes they want to hear from somebody that's more relatable. And I think that, you know, there's benefit of uh, you speaking about topics coming from your point of view, even though you may not be the expert, you can even cite experts you can ha- you mm-hmm. can have quotes from experts in your article to support it a little bit more scientifically if that's kind of what maybe you're afraid of but you being the voice i think is 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 important and i think that if that's the kind of brand and community you want to build i would encourage you to perhaps even try maybe as an experiment writing about a couple of other topics that you don't normally write about in your voice but citing other people and just seeing seeing how everybody responds. You, I think you'd actually be very surprised, especially if you were very open and open for feedback as well. Just, hey, I'm going to write, you know, this is a new kind of article. I felt it was important to write about this and I'm not the expert on this, but I wanted to, to have you tell me if you feel like I should be writing more about articles like uh, or creating more articles like this about topics and or if you, you know, would rather have somebody else come on to talk about it like, have your audience tell you what you should do versus kind of guessing, right? Okay. So maybe do a survey or just send out emails asking the audience. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would just, I would take a stab at writing one article, just one in your mm-hmm. voice about a topic that you know that you're not the expert on, but you, you have something to say about it and you can teach still. 
and and then follow up with people and, uh, maybe if on your email list or on social and go, hey, you know, this article was a little challenging for me because it's outside of my normal scope. I would love to get your feedback on it. Do you like the style? You know, I felt afraid because I'm not the expert, but was it still valuable for you? And I think your audience will tell you one way or another. And that way, you know, okay, well, okay, I'm never doing that again. Or, well, they actually responded positively. Maybe I can I can do it with another topic and and you can go from there. Because what you told me in the beginning seemed to be very big, mm-hmm. right? Like you're going to yeah. have a big blog, which is cool. But I mean, that's a whole new set of people, work, team, yeah. and it's going to take some time and, and steps to get there. If you did want to introduce other writers, perhaps it might mean, and this is the other option, you know, finding one other person to partner with to start mm-hmm. who has a second expertise outside of yours, who becomes the the sort of Betty, but about something else. And now mm-hmm. you're now like she or he shows up as the writer about that topic all the time. And they, they kind of own that topic on your website while you own those other things. And then they, they, they're not like a guest post writer. They're, they're actually like a part of the brand now in a way. And that, that can look like different things that could look like a partnership in terms of literal partnership, like part owner of the brand, which is Mm -hmm. a big, I mean, that's like a marriage that that's like a, a big thing. Um, (laughs) Or it could be, you know, Hey, you know, for a certain dollar amount every month, or maybe it's just, quid pro quo where you know they're doing it for you and then you offer something on their website too you could do that in many different ways but having somebody come on not as a guest post writer but as like like a like a writer writer for your brand showing up as that personality alongside you could could be an option too if you wanted to go and expand bigger and and you know it's just beyond your scope to be you know betty for a hundred different topics you know right that's a good idea i haven't thought about that so there are options. Where where are you kind of leaning toward for just kind of getting started, do you think? Hmm. I would like to explore what you just said, because I feel like this way, if I find somebody who writes, you know, have the same similar voice to I am, mm-hmm. because I write, you know, typically a little more humorous, you know, I don't want the article to be bland. Oh, cool. I like and that. that's where, that, yeah, that's where I kind of struggle with guest posts, because they, sometimes they come in as very just factual, and it's <laughs> kind of, you know, boring compared to what I usually write, I feel like. So Maybe if I can find someone who writes similarly, then we can partner up. And this way we don't lose that, you know, humorous tone in our articles. Yeah, I like that. And and the 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 positive of that is once you find that person, it's like, okay, this is like my guy or my gal, right? That mm-hmm. I'm gonna like, you know, we're we're gonna tag team on this brand now versus, you know, a guest post. You might get one guest post that's great and it's awesome, but it's just a guest post. So you know, they're not going to commit to however many per year for you on that topic. And you'd have to find another expert on that topic too. Or the guest poster is just not very good, you know? Yeah, my struggle with the guest post so far is, you know, because I have been asking them to do it. I, I feel almost feel bad. I don't want to offend them if I push back too much. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, I, some parts of it, I like almost want to rewrite a little bit. Right, right. And so, and then I end up putting something on my blog that I'm not, completely happy with but at the same time i don't want to you know offend the right. you, you sort of feel obliged to to do it right because right. they put in the effort for you so yeah that that's the big challenge i think it could be fun to to find that that one person who could become the sort of next topic authority on your on your on your brand and that way it just becomes consistent with every article however many articles there are and your audience can get to know them too 
you know, and you can mm-hmm. kind of, you know, together help people uh, in a much bigger way. And then maybe down the road, you f- you find that, you know, just one is enough mm-hmm. or maybe, 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 no, you don't like it at all. And then you go <laughs> back to just you, or maybe you love it so much. And then you add a third person later and then you add a fourth person later and it becomes this sort of conglomerate and, and, and giant team. Um, if you mm-hmm. wanted to go that way, I would just, my, my biggest encouragement for you would be to, to test and try and really pay attention to how you feel and what works for you. And if it doesn't work for you, like, good, you know that now, move, move away from it. Uh, and if it does feel good, then awesome. You can, you can lean into that a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, I'm also very encouraged by what you said about testing out yeah, articles that I write, even on topics that I might not be expert at, but I can do a lot of research and see how my audience responds to that. Because, you know, as I'm not an expert in any mom thing in particular. I was mm-hmm. like an engineer, you know? <laughs> so, um, but if I can put in the effort and do invite my voice and have my audience respond positively to that, then I can write a lot more myself than I thought. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I think the other part is that you don't have to know everything about a topic either. You uh-huh. could use this opportunity to engage your audience and even just start a conversation and perhaps even highlight some of your audience members who may be even more knowledgeable you know, I think that they might feel a sense of community if they were to even contribute every once in a while as well. And, you know, that that way you don't ever feel like you have to create the ultimate guide for everything. You can just start a conversation sometimes and it's still valuable. And maybe that's less SEO worthy, but right. not every article also has to be for Google. Sometimes it's right. for your community. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. I, I love that. I think that's cool. So one more time before you go, where might people go to find more information about you and what you have going on? So my blog is mombright.com. That's M-O-M-B-R-I-T-E.com. Mombright. Great domaining. That's awesome. Thank and, you. <laughs> um, any other questions or hesitations, objections that I could help you with before, before you head out and, and get stuff going? Quick thought on getting someone who's just a freelance writer to guest post. Okay. I have a lot of inquiries on that and I am hesitant about it. Yeah, so freelancers, great opportunity, but also not 100% always on par with the topic, right, that, mm-hmm. that you have. So when you can find a freelancer that is in the space that you're in, that, that's always a plus. And, that, and, and they do exist for all different niches. But at the same time, it's contract work. And so you'll have a little bit more understanding of how much it costs. But again, pros and cons to each side, you, you might find somebody who then finds work elsewhere and then they leave. And it's like, okay, well, I thought you were going to be the long-term person who wrote for me on this topic and then now you're out because you got some other better contract somewhere else or you know, you decided to start your own entrepreneurial endeavor, which a lot of freelancers do, and, and then they're not working for you anymore. So that, that's kind of the big challenge with that too. Again, the, the best thing to do would be to just, okay, maybe you find one who can write a couple articles. You see how that goes, see how the audience responds. Again, the big challenge is similar to with a guest post. It's, it's you know, maybe they're better at writing and, and styling because that's what they do, but nailing your, your voice and adding that comedic element can be a little bit more difficult. Okay, I see. That's probably my third option or fourth yeah, <laughs> down yeah, yeah. the road. But you have okay. options, which is great. Yeah, yeah, I know. You gave me a lot to think about. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, thank you again so much, Betty, for coming on. Best of luck to you, mombrightbrite.com for everybody. And we'll check in on you later on and, and see how things are going. Great, thank you. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Betty. Again, you can find her on her website at mombrightbrite.com. 
com and her website, even since listening to this interview and doing it, is continuing to rock it. And so make sure you check it out. And thank you all for listening in. If you have the urge to come on the show and want to get coached by me, just like Betty did today and, and the thousands of others that have come on the show before too, just head on over to askpat.com. Click the button on that page. You'll find all the other episodes there as well, plus some other stuff that it's there for you. And uh, you'll be able to fill out an application and put your name in the bucket, if you will. And we we get them all. We, we receive them. And over time, we reach out. And we may or may not reach out to you because we just get so many. But the truth is, we won't unless you do it. So make sure to go to askpat.com and leave your application there to get on the show. And of course, the show's going nowhere. We've we've got, you know, I can't wait till we get to 2,000 and 3,000. And it's just so great because we get to help directly people who are entrepreneurs just like you. And I know you need some help too. So askpat.com. And if you've listened all the way through already, just thank you so much. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts if you have the capability to leave a review That'd be super fantastic. It means so much to me. I read them and they mean the world and uh, I'm just here to serve. So thank you so much. Make sure you hit subscribe so you can get next week's episode when we talk with another entrepreneur who is growing and needs some help and I'm there for her and for you as well. So subscribe, you're the best. Cheers and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace.